Thanks so much for listening. Before I get into the episode, I wanted to thank today's podcast sponsor, which is Coda Luna and their baby keepsake castle. I personally just put all of my baby's memorabilia into these little keepsake castle boxes and they are so adorable functional. And if you really love organization, then you're really going to love this keepsake box. So not only is it a keepsake box, but it also includes a baby book and it has space for capturing all of the milestones of your baby's early years. And then the keepsake box itself stores all of the memorabilia that you want to keep. So baby's first socks and pacifier and the little hat that they wore when they came home from the hospital. So this keepsake castle with the baby memory book is more than just an organizational product. It's a gateway to preserving the remarkable journey of new parenthood. So take a moment to visit keepsakecastle.com today and embark on creating a lasting legacy of love and nostalgia. Hello, thank you for listening to today's episode of Finding Your Village podcast. My name is Amanda for those of you who are just joining us for the first time. And today's episode is going to be a little different. It's going to be short and sweet. And I really just wanted to put something out there that was positive, given our current state with the coronavirus right now. And what's been on my mind predominantly this week are feelings, specifically little kids' feelings. Today, my goal is to relay the importance of listening to your little ones, especially when they have big feelings and acknowledging their feelings and not trying to change their minds. So for me, this week has been really, really hard personally. Um, Of course, there's the coronavirus pandemic that's going on. And then in addition to that, my husband went out of town two days ago to go snowboarding in Lake Tahoe. Um, I've had a lot of anxiety getting ready for him to leave on that trip. Um, I already was a little anxious about being with the kids by myself for six days. It's just a lot of work. And then I'm anxious about Chris going on this trip and contracting the coronavirus and us contracting it while he's gone and his flight getting canceled and him having to drive on the way back. So there's a lot going on for me personally, just to share a little bit. Um, But throughout my preparation for him going on his trip and going through this whole coronavirus situation, one thing has really been top of mind for me, and that is I need to focus on my kids' feelings right now in a really big way, particularly Grace's because she is much older than Cooper and she is very, very vocal um, and, and she understands more of what's going on. I'll share a quick story about her from a few days ago. I was putting her to bed and it was the night before Chris was leaving on his trip. He had already said goodbye to her and she was very feeling very emotional about him leaving and she was sad. And so I was consoling her and getting her ready for bed. And she said to me, mommy, tomorrow I'm going to have a horrible, terrible, no good, very bad day. And at first I laughed at this because she was quoting the book, um, which I had actually never read to her. So I was very impressed that she remembered something that wasn't, you know, something that was read to her every single day. Um, but, but then I immediately came back 
to her with, no, it's going to, we're going to have a fantastic, great, wonderful, very good day tomorrow. We're going to do so many fun things. And she stopped me and she said, no, I want to have a horrible, terrible, no good, very bad day. And so I just said, all right, well, I'll try to make it as good as I can. I know you're going to be missing daddy, but I'm going to try to make it as good as I can. And she said, no, don't do that. I don't want you to make it good. I want to have a horrible, terrible, no good, very bad day. And I finally got it. After she had to say this for a third time, I got it. She did not want me to fix this. She didn't want me to suppress her feelings. She was sad because her daddy was not going to be home for a few days. She felt sad and she wanted to be able to feel sad. She didn't want me to make it better because I couldn't fix the problem that her daddy wasn't going to be there tomorrow. She didn't want me to distract her. She just wanted me to let her feel sad. She wanted to have a horrible, terrible, no good, very bad day in order to process her sad feelings. And I needed to be okay with that. This was my problem, not hers. Now, thankfully, I picked up on this quickly enough and I came back to her after she said it a third time and I said, okay, you are going to have a horrible, terrible, no good, very bad day. I hear you. I understand that you're sad that daddy's going to be gone and that's okay. I feel like a lot of adults feel uncomfortable when kids express negative feelings like this. Uh, It probably has to do with crying, right? Because when babies can't talk yet, they express their negative feelings by crying. And then as kids get older and they start talking and becoming more vocal, this transitions. But I bet that feeling of dread or alarm or concern rolls over from crying into verbalizing negative feelings. Not to mention that when kids you know, complain about things or express negative feelings, this is often coupled with more crying or yelling or screaming or a full-blown tantrum. So there, it doesn't surprise me that this is kind of the, the general reaction. I think this becomes even more difficult as your child gets older and becomes a toddler or a preschooler and starts to have behavioral issues. I have been going through this a lot recently with Grace, like I mentioned. She is a three-nager. When she turned three, some type of a switch flipped in her, and she just decided that she wants to push boundaries every single day of her life. (laughs) And so as a result, I've been reading a lot about how to get your child to listen, how to get them to obey, uh, behavioral-type books and articles. And from all of the books and articles that I've been reading and podcasts I've been listening to, they all have a common theme, which is that they state that first of all, young children's brains are not developed like our adult brains. Their primitive brain or their downstairs or caveman brain develops first. That's why kids are impulsive. That's why they cry and hit and yell and in general act like a caveman. This is also why reasoning with a toddler or preschooler usually gets you nowhere. And also, when your child expresses a negative emotion or any big emotion, it could be a good emotion, a positive emotion, like being excited, for instance, Um, whenever they're expressing a big emotion, you should repeat back to them what they said. So that is the common theme that I have understood from all of my reading recently. And so this week, I just wanted to throw out this positive tip, this positive resource when dealing with any kid's feelings, um, whether they can, or whether they are really vocal or not, um, this concept 
will actually work with kids as young as 18 months old that can really only say a few words. But the idea is when your child expresses a negative emotion, you should repeat back to them what they said so that they feel heard. You don't want to add anything extra. You don't want to fix the problem. All you need to do is simply repeat back to them what they said. So here's an example. If your child says, I don't want Susie to play with my doll, then you say, you don't want Susie to play with your doll. That's it. You don't reason with them at this point. You are just listening. And what you're doing by repeating back to them what they just said is you are acknowledging their feelings. You are making them feel heard and you're validating their feelings. If you had said back to them after they said, I don't want Susie to play with my doll. If you had said to them, that's not nice. She can take a turn with your doll. You should share. They will not feel heard. They will feel ignored. Their feelings are ignored. Their feelings are definitely not validated. Plus, you've kind of kicked them when they're down. If you said that, they're sad and worried already. And now you've insulted them by calling them not nice and saying you should share. I am the ultimate offender of doing this. Honestly, in the last couple of days, I have utilized this trick or tip, and it has made a really big difference. When Grace has expressed any negative emotions, whether she is saying she's sad because she misses daddy, or she is just being a little pill and she's pushing back on cleaning up her toys, I just stop what I'm doing. I give her my attention. I I give her eye contact. Sometimes I'll even get down on her level and I just repeat back to her what she just said. And it just seems to kind of calm things down. It's not a silver bullet, but... It, it allows her to kind of process what's going on and she definitely stops. It definitely does not escalate like it normally would. And then after she calms down, then I'm able to redirect. So I am in no way saying, let your child get away with it everything, give in to everything. You know, if they say they don't want to share, then don't make them share. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I have been reading. What I'm saying is the first thing that you need to do is connect with them. Repeat back to them what they say. You might have to do it a couple times, especially if they're upset or crying or having a tantrum. You might have to do this several times. And then once they seem to kind of calm down a little bit, then you can redirect. You don't want to reason with them. Again, reasoning is not going to be a very efficient tool. Instead, you could distract them. Or in my example, you could say, okay, now Susie gets a turn for one minute. Then you can have a turn for one minute. And while you wait, hey, do you want to play with these blocks over here? One last thing I'll add to this is if your child is younger, like 18 to 24 months old, then when you repeat back to them what they say, you might want to do it in a really simplified version where you really only focus on the main words and don't add any articles or adjectives, um, and, and you can actually talk like a caveman. I'm taking this concept from Dr. Harvey Karp's Happiest Toddler on the Block. And so he explains it that uh, when a toddler is having a hard time, or they're even having a tantrum or about to have a tantrum or meltdown, you can repeat back to them what they say, that he calls that his fast food rule. And then you can say it in toddler ease. That's how what he calls it, um, or like caveman speak. So you can say, Grace mad. Grace mad now. Grace want toy. 
Grace want to play with toy now instead of saying, oh, you really want to play with your toy. So that's just one other tip that if you have a really, really young one, then you might want to break it down and simplify it for them. And also on that note, just you talking like a caveman to them can kind of break up the situation and turn down the temperature in and of itself because it sounds silly. It sounds really goofy and they might just be so perplexed about why mom and dad are talking to them so strangely that they might just get so distracted that they might forget why they're upset. Um, So try that if you have a really little one. If you want to have a child that's, that's two and a half, three, four years old, then just repeating back to them what they said should be sufficient. So to wrap up, we need to be okay with our kids having negative feelings. I need to be okay with my children having negative feelings and expressing it, even when they're fighting with each other, even when they're feeling really sad and I'm feeling sad. Feelings are okay. Bad behavior is not okay, and that's separate. But, but feelings are okay. And when we ignore our kids' feelings, even the negative ones, or, or try to convince them that their feelings are wrong, no, you're not going to have a horrible day. You're going to have a great day, like what I did with Grace. We are sending the message that something is wrong with them for feeling that way. So right now, let's try to be really, really gentle with ourselves, our partners, our kids, and try repeating the kids' comments back to them. See how it goes. In my experience, it is pretty powerful stuff, and it really has turned the temperature down in my house in just the last couple days. Let me know how it goes if you do try this. Um, Reach out to me. I would love to hear from you. I have a Facebook page, and I will link to it in my show notes. It's Finding Your Village Pod on Facebook. Uh, You can go in there and add comments. Let me know what you thought of this episode. Um, If things have worked with repeating back to your to your child or trying caveman talk or toddlerese. Let me know how it goes. Most importantly, I hope everyone stays safe, healthy, and sane in these next couple weeks. Thank you so much for listening and take care. 